In today's message, your roadmap to recovery from an emotionally immature person. Hi there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency God's way. You know, for years, I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love. But when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree, but I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. So today we are moving into part three of our series on emotional immature people, or as the experts call them, and I am so learning, they are EIPs. Now, if you um, want to listen to part one and part two of this series, uh, you can simply just go and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast and catch those episodes. Um, We have been talking about emotionally immature people. What can happen is that the unique creation that God created is buried. And the reason why it becomes buried is because you've carried the burden of the EIP's emotions. When you were growing up, you if you had an EIP parent, you walked on eggshells, you managed their emotions And so it became all about letting go of um, the desires God put in your heart to please that other person. And in doing that, you became used to a way of living where you oriented your orbit around a person. Now this, on the outside, you might even spiritualize it, like you're dying to self Um, But really, what is happening is you're not dying to self to live for God. You're dying to self to live for another person. And that is not biblical. That is idolatry of man. Today's exercise is really for every woman to help uncover and process with God. Um, Because ultimately, that is when we can discover who we are and become who God has created us to be. We're going to give you a roadmap today of what you can do. And to do that, we have got Dr. Holly Spot. She is a clinical psychologist who specializes in women's mental health. She loves giving therapy to women who are over-functioning, anxious, and people-pleasing. And all I got to say is too bad I didn't meet her many years ago. (laughs) She helps them discover their authentic self and create deeply and fulfilling lives that they love. She's the owner and founder of Full Cup Wellness, an entirely virtual private practice serving women in California, Mississippi, and Florida. But guess what? 
She also serves women through her Instagram. I love her Instagram. Um, It's got great content. And so I would highly recommend following Holly. um, And her Instagram handle is at Full Cup Wellness um, or connecting with her website. um, And you can just walk more with, with her there. If I'm in a relationship with somebody um, that is emotionally immature, what can I do? And really, that's an important question because you can't change people. Um, and right. we talked about confronting people, but what what is another part of that equation? Right. We talked a little bit about, you know, how to talk with them and communicate your needs. Um, but a lot of this work is comes from within. It comes from within us. I was thinking as you were talking, you mentioned uh, we are God's creation. And I was thinking about going back to creation and how Adam and Eve were created. And they were created in oneness and both in the image of God. We, they mm-hmm. were equal, right? The, um, that, that's, that was the beginning. We are all sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. God didn't create a hierarchy. He didn't say, you know, uh, these people are better than these people. Um, he created us all different and unique and he wouldn't have done that if he wanted us to deny those differences, if he wanted us to silence ourselves. So Dr. Lindsay Gibson, who, who came up with this term, emotionally immature person, she has this bill of rights for adult children of EIPs and in one of her books, I don't remember which one it came from, but um, I just wanted to read you a couple of them because I think that they're, they're powerful. Um, So she says, you have the right to be uniquely you and stay connected to yourself. You have a right to trust your inner knowing. And I would just add God is in you. Um, She says, you have the right to your own values ideas, interests. You have the right to speak up and share your feelings and ask for what you need. You have the right to say no to anything and uphold boundaries long before you become exhausted. So for some people, this is, this is brand new information for others. It's like, Oh yeah, I've been told that, but it it just doesn't sink in. I really don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we have to repeat these rights to ourselves. Right. Um, God created me to be the person that he wants. He has a purpose for me and a plan for me. Mm -hmm. And if I am silenced or in service to another human being um, and to, to take care of them entirely, then I have lost myself mm-hmm. and that you know that's really sad and unfortunate mm-hmm. so um yeah that's that that that's how I tend to tend to my heart is just reminding myself of these things that often get lost right affirm affirming those truths and mm-hmm. um and I continue to go back over and over and over again to you know putting God first that no person, not even my spouse, can take that place. What would you say to a woman who feels like that she can't trust herself? 
Mm. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. You know, given, um, she has had to take care of others emotional needs and has been told that her views or the way she sees the world is wrong. Um, she has learned not to trust herself. And so, um, it can be really difficult to move forward and heal when, you know, when you don't trust yourself. And, and that's part of why we're here learning about EIPs. I think the more we learn, um, it just creates a little bit of margin, just a little bit of room for you to see yourself more clearly. Mm-hmm. And we're just pushing, you know, the pieces of the parts of the onion, just pushing them back a little bit so you can breathe. Um, so you can just look at yourself a little bit differently and look at the environment and the people you've been around. Yeah. Challenge, yeah. challenge those, those old um, thoughts and beliefs. And, and, you know, that can be done through therapy but um, also we have, we have God and he's given us the, he's given us the wisdom. We have it. He's already put it inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he created us. And, um, it, you know, there's, there's a verse, um, uh, Proverbs 1433, wisdom rests in the heart of the discerning. Mm-hmm. So trusting in yourself to discern what is good for you. And if you are unsure what you are feeling or thinking, remember James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So that's an easy, easy access um, way of finding clarity and and wisdom and caring for ourselves when we when we're just feeling confused and and um, unable to to think or see clearly. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so basically, you've got to take God at His word. You know yeah. um, that we have this. This is within us, and the Holy Spirit wants to lead us, and that we could always ask God for wisdom on anything and that he will, will give it to us and that you can trust, you know, his discernment. I think a lot of times, Holly, I would get discernment from God to maybe set a boundary with somebody like God would give me a precaution Mm -hmm. and I would feel confident about that. And then I would have this feeling of guilt, like, well, I shouldn't do that. This is not right. I, sh- you know, I should, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would just think about it as saying yes, as loving everybody um, back in my very confused codependency days. But if God has given me that wisdom, then I can trust it. Right. Yeah. And it will feel different because as we talked about in our podcast, part one and part two, you've been going around this orbit that feels comfortable. And so initially, mm-hmm. When you start to walk a different way, doing different things like saying no and confronting and setting boundaries, it is going to feel very weird and different, mm-hmm. but you can trust that. You know, we just had um, Stacy Eldridge um, on with the tribe. She did a Q&A and Stacy Eldridge of Wild at Heart Ministry, she talks about the heart a lot, you know, to mm-hmm. recapture your heart and to trust mm-hmm. your heart. And so I asked her, um, and I love all her stuff. I said, 
You know what, though? I said, what comes back to me is all that religious teaching that I had that says, don't trust your heart because the heart is Mm -hmm. deceitful above all things. And you know what she taught, which I was like, ah, that's so great. She said, yes, but what happened in the new covenant? God's given us Mm -hmm. a new heart. And Mm -hmm. so those desires that he's placed in you to do something or to become something, you know, we need to honor that and that we can trust that. And I, I feel like for me, it was a learning process because I had shoved that muscle down so much. It was, it was atrophied. So I had to learn how to stop and just process and ask, okay, what is, what is God saying about this? What is the truth? And, and how can this checking in with God, how can that be a form of healthy self-care? You mentioned uh, talking about your heart and, and what the Bible says. And, and my, my favorite verse is Proverbs 423, mm-hmm. which says, you know, we must guard our hearts, mm-hmm. nourish and care for our hearts mm-hmm. because God believes they are so valuable that they should come above all else mm-hmm. for it. that is the wellspring of life. Yeah. And so if we, you know, if we're, if we're caring for our own hearts, if we're filling ourselves up through him, we have so much more to give. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have to protect that heart because that's our, that's the only way we can do his work is if, yeah our heart is in good condition is in good health. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, Amen. okay. I love that. So, um, I, so I have a series of questions that, that people can ask themselves if they find that they are feeling something, they may be confused. They may be frustrated. They may be angry and they just want to process it with God. And, um, and this is really, um, just, a a nice set of questions that you can do for yourself anytime. It can just take a couple of minutes. You can just do it in your head. You can journal it out. Um, so what I'd like to do is kind of just go through the questions and then I'm going to give you an example. And so, um, my example today is a woman named Kate. Name has been changed from some, from an actual client. And this is an, an actual client situation, um, but her her name is Kate, and she's in her um, mid thirties and has has little kids. Okay, so first question: um, What emotion am I feeling right now? Okay, so just identifying the emotion, and for many of us who have not been raised with that it be, it's okay for us to have emotions. Um, we don't even know how we're feeling. Mm. So it, it can be helpful to go online and look for, you know, a, a list of emotions mm-hmm. and just start to r- become familiar with the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kate is irritated. That's the emotion that comes up for her right now. Um, ma, her, her mom comes to visit. Um, Mom puts the dishes away in her kitchen in the wrong place. And it bothers Kate because um, Kate 
has little kids. She's trying to get out to school in the morning. If she can't find something, it sets her back. It's just not helpful for her, even though mom wants to be helpful. It feels irritating, especially when mom continues to do it after she set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so but Kate's afraid that mom's going to get hurt and she's going to get defensive if she says something. So she tends to just not say anything at all and just let, lets it happen. And so she just moans and groans like, oh, where is the thing? And she knows exactly why, because she hasn't, she hasn't set a firmer boundary with mom. Mom continues right. to do this. So she's irritated. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the emotion she's feeling. She identifies it. Mm-hmm. Could there be a more vulnerable emotion underneath it? Now, what do you mean so, by that? Like the emotion okay. underneath it? So anything that's anger related is most likely a secondary emotion, which means that there is probably a primary emotion underneath it that's a little scarier to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. That's a little more vulnerable. And so it's just, you know, for most of us also who have grown up in EIP homes, anger was acceptable. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to be irritated, frustrated. What's underneath So for Kate, she's identifying it's shame. Mm -hmm. I hate that I always make her feel bad. Mm -hmm. I'm such a terrible daughter. Mm -hmm. Why can't I just appreciate the fact that my mom is doing dishes for me? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's all step number one. What am I feeling? Could there be another emotion underneath? Mm -hmm. Step two, can I pause for a minute? to sit with these emotions. Can I ask God to sit with me and share what he sees when he looks at my heart? I love these questions. (laughs) I love these questions. And so can I just interject something really quickly? Mm -hmm. Why is it important to remind ourselves to sit with these emotions? In other words, what what do we normally do? Well, instead we, of sitting will, with them, we'll cope in some way. So we may act out say by chocolate. <laughs> yeah, right. It might be chocolate. It might be a glass of wine. Yeah. It yeah. might be, um, you know, just fuming all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how we often get into addiction, Mm -hmm. which is stuff and stuff and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then we go raid the fridge. Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many things that, that happen that are unhealthy as a result of stuffing Mm -hmm. our emotions. And, And the thing is, is they don't get stuffed forever. At some point they come out and what usually happens is a big explosion. You know, what mom, I told you 10 times, why can't you? you know, do Do this. And then they feel tremendous guilt. Do you think, do we not sit with them because we think, oh, I don't have time to deal with this today, or I don't want to deal with this today, or like, what's the big, or this is going to take, um, you know, I, I just can't deal with this right now. And I think there's a fear that we're going to get overwhelmed by the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to handle it. And we're just going to, be we're going to fall into it but if you Uh follow these 
these questions, yeah. they really do the opposite. Yes. They really kind of take us back to action. Yes. And sometimes we need God's help, right? Like we can't see something clearly and we need to see it through his eyes. So, mm-hmm. so that's when mm. you pray, you know, God, mm. I don't understand. I just want to have some control over my own life, but I feel like a bad daughter when I tell my mom what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you see? How do you see this? Gosh, this is good, Holly. Okay. So we're just sitting with it. Okay. Number three, um, could I be contributing to or maintaining this feeling with unhelpful or untrue thoughts or beliefs? Mm. Okay. So that this is like, what, like, what is, is there anything I'm doing that that's keeping this going? the sense that like for Kate, like, you know, I'm a terrible daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, I I hate that I always make her feel bad. Mm -hmm. So the thought that she comes to is it's my job to keep mom happy. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a belief Mm -hmm. that's deep inside Mm -hmm. that she's noticing. And so she's contributing to this feeling of shame by thinking it's my job to keep mom happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it may not be true, Mm -hmm. but it's just what she has been programmed to do. Got it. Got it. Okay. Number four, looking back at my life, have I ever felt this way before? What was the situation? What beliefs did I develop as a result of that experience? So this, this one, you know, could, is, this is a prompt that could take a little bit more time. If you have the time to sit and journal this, great. If you want to talk it through with a friend or a therapist, great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to skip it for now, that that's fine too. If you only have a minute. Mm-hmm. So um, have I ever felt this way before? So in Kate's case, she's thinking, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't tell my mom how I was really feeling when I was little because she would punish me. She'd get mad. She'd say I was ungrateful. She'd say I was selfish and rude and that I, you know, other children don't treat their mothers this way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't free to tell her how I was feeling. And so the belief that developed is my needs won't be received well and will hurt people. I don't wow. want to hurt people. I don't, that's the last thing I do. I, I want to do. I'm going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. It's selfish to voice my needs because right. it will hurt people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on. Number five, are my thoughts or beliefs about myself in line with how God sees me? So how does God see you? We, we all need to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about this all the time. And so I know your listeners know, but we have to remind ourselves in, in times like this, we are treasured. We are loved. We are adored. We are uniquely made. Yeah. Um, so this question, am uh, are my thoughts and beliefs in line with how God sees me? Definitely not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm hurting people. I'm rude. I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. This is not, this is not how he sees us. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Number six, what is the truth? What is God's truth? And consider creating an alternative story based on that truth. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, when I go to Proverbs 4.23, we, you know, we, God wants us to protect our heart, to guard our heart above all else, because that is so valuable, so important. That's how we do his work. That's how we love people. That's how we take care of our families. And so it is okay to guard it and nourish it and do um, and to set boundaries so that we can do that. Okay, so number seven, what do I truly want and need? So this is, again, like the, 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 th- the third part of that three-part model. You know, we have to go through this and figure this out with ourselves first before we go to someone and, and ask for what we need. We have to ask ourselves, what do I want and need? This is a very difficult thing for people who don't even know, you know, what food they want for dinner tonight. They, they just are so used to deferring to others. So back to our example. So for Kate, Kate wants a relationship with her mom mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to have to hunt for her kitchen items when she's in a hurry trying to make the kids lunches. Mm-hmm. So she has no um, malintention here. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to punish mom. You know, she, she's not trying to be mean. She wants a relationship with her mother and she needs to be able to take care of herself. So um, number eight, I am a treasured daughter of God. Mm-hmm. What can I say or do for myself that would be loving, nurturing, compassionate, and satisfying of my own needs? Mm-hmm. So this is one that most women never get to um, because so much of the shame and guilt gets in the way mm-hmm. and they just can't access this, this thought for themselves. Right. So um, letting yourself sit with that and sit with God in that, um, what can I do or say for myself? How can I be compassionate with myself? Sometimes it's easier to think, what would I say to my best friend if she was going through this? Mm-hmm. I could say something compassionate to her. Can I stop and say that to myself? Wow. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. So for Kate, um, she can validate herself as God would do. It's okay for me to have needs. I'm not being selfish. Mom could choose to sit and talk with me rather than do something I don't need her to do. Right. There are other options for mom. Um, She doesn't have to put these dishes away. And so um, this would be a much more compassionate way to to talk to herself. It's okay that you have this need. You're not hurting anybody intentionally. Okay. And then the last one, if there is a decision to be made or an action to be taken, what would that look like? if it was in line with my values and my wisest self. Okay. So this is where we, we know we have to do something different. We don't want us to get stuck in that cycle of, 
you know, stuffing it or just being annoyed with the person or just kind of falling right, right back into that negativity um, or, you know, coping with that chocolate. Um, so for Kate, Kate is going to communicate her needs to mom using the three-part model. Mom, I know you want to help and I appreciate that about you. When you put the dishes away, I can't find things. And it causes me to be late when I'm trying to get the kids off to school. It would be a lot more helpful to me, Mom, if you'd play with the kids while I put the dishes away. Could you do that for me? Mm -hmm. So much more in line with herself and what she needs, self-validating. She's communicating that in a very clear way. Mom still might get upset. Mom still might go pout in the other room and she can let that happen. She did nothing wrong. Mom needs to self-regulate. It's not her job yeah. to fix mom. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. the model. That's awesome. This is really awesome, Holly. Thank you for, for sharing this. Um, and you that are Treasure Tribe members, we're going to be putting these questions um, in in our summer magazine so that you'll just have them. Um, I might frame mine. <laughs> so like write, type them in my phone. So if I need to stop and pause, Yeah, you know, um, as we were, you were going through these questions, which thank you for doing this. And that was great to have an example to like go, go alongside of it. Um, I talked to so many women, Holly, that don't communicate their needs to God. Like they will pray for their best friend. They will pray for, but they don't even know like how to mm -hmm. pray for themselves, how, how to ask God, even though he tells us to pray. Um, he commands us to pray and, and to get our needs met. And, and in that, um, there's something very powerful that happens because it increases that dependency, you know, on God and, and in putting him first. So I think that's interesting. I think that, you know, if you've been around an EIP and you've learned to put your needs aside, if your prayer life is one that is always praying for other people and you're doing that, and that's awesome, but you never pray for yourself, could it perhaps be that you don't even know what it is that you really need because that has been turned off for so long? And so, you know, that can, you can kind of parallel that into your relationship with God. So it's so critical, these, you know, a child of an emotionally immature parent for you to bring awareness to that because a lot of times how we relate to God is how we would, you know, relate to parents. And, you know what I mean? And, but from mm -hmm. a prayer's perspective, are we missing out on mm -hmm. having the perfect, loving, awesome, heavenly father and, and talking to him if we're, if, if we're not used to voicing our needs? I think people assume that God's going to have the same response as their parent yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I, he's got bigger things. He's got bigger fish to fry. This is, this is, you know, why should I bother him with this? This is something small. Um, I hear women say that all the time, all mm -hmm. the time, Holly, 
like this is yeah. this is too small. So mm-hmm. interesting. And then here's the other thing that I thought about when you were talking about this is that many times when Jesus would heal in the Bible, um, when he would he would say, "What do you want? Do you want to get well?" And so I think this practice uh, that you've laid out here. Mm-hmm. To really dig deep and find out what our needs are is awesome. Yeah, we have to be clear about what it is that we, what what are what we're aiming for here. Yeah, yeah. In order to know what to to ask for, if we never stop and ask ourselves these questions, what's the result of that? Mm-hmm. Like if we just reach for the chocolate, or if we just you know we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it never gets resolved. We never grow. Mm-hmm. We continue to um, to struggle, to feel resentful of others, to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a very lonely experience, uh, just holding all of this in and constantly being in service uh, to someone else. Yeah. So. yeah. And we, we continue to run and to mm-hmm. chase but we never really land anywhere. We never yes. really, yeah, yeah. So this is this is good stuff. So what other advice would you give to a woman um, in this process? Um, I think, you know, there is just so much wisdom within you that is untapped. Mm-hmm. And to know that God put it there. Mm-hmm gives it um, gives it a level of importance yeah. that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. It's so much bigger than anything that anyone else needs or has required of you. Um, he put something in you and we can't just let it just go to waste. There's like you said, like there's blossoming that needs to happen. There's blooming that needs to happen. And, and it is very honorable that you've been and lovely that you've been caring for others so well and so intently. It's, that's also been a beautiful thing. But if it has harmed you, if it has harnessed you, if it has left you uh, without a sense of self, then it's not truly as he intended it. And so um, it's okay it's not selfish to look inward. It's yeah. not at all. Yeah. And to ask him to do it with you and to explore what you really need. And, and it really kind of, I know for me, it, it made me a lot less reactive to triggers. You know, if someone else said something that normally would have triggered me. Mm-hmm. I had processed through it already. I was already in a more mature state about it. So I didn't react in the same way when it, when it happened, I was able to kind of already know how I felt about something and why and what I needed. Yeah. And so it just flowed more freely from there. So I would just say, you know, this is a, this is a, a life journey. Mm-hmm. No one has this all figured out. And um, if you just get curious about yourself and look inward, um, you can't go wrong. And you certainly can't go wrong asking God to, to share that experience with you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen to all of that. 
Amen. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yay. yay. So, so much for um, just bringing your expertise. I know that you work with many women um, helping to unravel the mystery of why they're so resentful and serving others. And this is just another beautiful piece to that puzzle. And, um, and I know that our women have been blessed uh, by your wisdom that you have shared. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. It was was really great. Thank you so much. We were honored and blessed to have you here. And, uh, and if you want to hear more about, um, more wisdom from Holly, really more wisdom, then go to at Full Cup Wellness on your Instagram and follow her there. Um, and definitely visit her website, Full Cup Wellness. Uh, com. And at Treasured Ministries, you know, we always say that living treasured is living out of who God created you to be. And a lot of times that's buried under layers. And it can be even religious rhetoric that it's been buried under. But when you uncover the truth and begin to live the truth, that is a place of freedom and of living in how God created you to be. And so um, thank you, Holly, for helping us to bring awareness to those layers that could have potentially buried us, buried the beauty that God has created in us, but then also giving us a roadmap to begin the process of walking with God to lead us out one beautiful, bold brave step of faith at a time. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.